folks, it's your buddy and mine. Mr. Bobby Bones. Let's go. Transmitting across America. This is the Bobby Bones Show. That's right. Now, here he is. Turn it up. We're going to give Cosette and Las Vegas a chance to win some money. Hey, Cosette, how are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm real good. We're going to uh, give you a chance to win 100 bucks in my cash as we play the 60-second showdown. Do you want to play? Absolutely. Okay, so you have two it's categories here. It's, I'm sorry? It's your birthday? It is. Now, look at this. There she is. Happy birthday. 21 and feeling fun. Right, Cosette? <laughs> it, is, it could not be better. Got my dream job starting today. Wow, you're starting a new job on your birthday that's your dream job? Yes, I've been working for this for 40 years, and I finally, I read your book, and threw my hat in and woohoo for me. Wow, big big day on multiple levels. The hat trick, the third thing would be to win this game and really stick it, really stick (laughs) it to the man. Okay, so 100 100 bucks up for grabs. You have two categories. You can choose from 90s country or world geography, Cosette. Let's do 90s country. If you get all 10 right in 60 seconds, you win 100 bucks in my cash. Are you ready to play? If you don't know it, by the way, pass, okay? Don't sit on it too long. Okay. Nope. I'm ready. Here we go. The timer starts at the end of the first question. Who sang Should Have Been a Cowboy? Toby Keith. Correct. What was the name of Alabama's 1992 hit about always rushing to do things? Pass. What was the name of Garth Brooks' album with Friends in Low Places and the Thunder Rolls? Pass. Holy cow. Who's the lead singer of the Dixie Chicks? Uh, I don't know. Pass. Who Holy released? Cow, sorry. Uh, you're okay. Who released Watermelon Crawl in 1994? Watermelon Crawl. Oh, I can sing it better than I can. Uh, well, here's the thing. You're not gonna win at this point, so why don't you sing it for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Because if you drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. Uh, who is the best-selling duo of all time? Let's go with Yeah, there you go. Trisha Yearwood recorded How Do I Live for what 1997 movie soundtrack? Uh, Pure Country? No, that would be Con Air. Um, we started singing because she was it's tough to catch up once you're a, a, a bunch behind. Yeah, so I get it. I get it. Alabama's it fun, 1992 <laughs> hit was I'm in a hurry to get things, things done. done. <laughs> Russian, Russian <laughs> till life's no fun. <laughs> well, uh, Garth Brooks' album with Friends in Low Places and the Thunder Rolls was No, no Fences. No, nice, nice. No Fences. There we go. The lead singer of the Dixie Chicks is Natalie Maines. Natalie Maines. Good. Tracy Bird yeah. sings Watermelon Crawl. Brooks and Dunn, the highest selling duo of all time. Trisha Yearwood recorded yep. How Do I Live for Con Air. Amy, I'm going to ask you this one. What artist released She Don't Know She's Beautiful? No, she's not the She <laughs> Don't Know She's no, Beautiful. No, she's not Never. that guy. She don't know she's beautiful. Though time and time. I'm thinking of total Sammy Kershaw. Correct. Is that it? I wouldn't have guessed that. John Rich of Big and Rich was originally a member of what 90s country band? Lone Star. Correct. John Michael Montgomery's I Swear and I Can Love You Like That were covered by what R&B group? All for one. Correct. There you go. (laughs) Well, well, listen, Cosette, I'm glad we got to talk to you. It's your birthday. You got a new job that you love. What kind of job do you have? I am an interpreter for the deaf, and so I uh, I do sign language for for just started today. We'll be at an elementary school. Um, my student is 
deaf and legally blind and autistic. So it's going to be a, a challenge, but I'm so excited and so ready. I love to hear your excitement. Look at you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud of I, you. Well, thank you. I, uh, I, I gifted your books to my 14 year old for Christmas and, um, He's reading them. I'm well, I tell you what I'm going to do. This wasn't part of the game here, but um, you gifted it. I'm going to send you another copy of my book. I'm going to sign it and write a little note in it for you because I'm so proud oh. for you and proud of you. Well, thank you. That's so sweet. Oh, yay me. So I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to get your information, okay. and then um, I'll send you a copy of my last book, Fail Until You Don't, and I'll write you a note. I'm proud of you. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks. Have a great rest of the day. Morning show. Morning. 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 Studio. Studio. Bye, guys. Struggling. Okay, she did it at the end, too. It's fine. Bobby Bones. Just by a quick yay, who in this room thinks things can be haunted? Oh. Yay. Lunchbox Eddie? Yep. Yay. Yeah. Ray? I'm going to go yay as well. Three yays, three Amy, Morgan, number two, and I say no, so it's about half and half. So you think things can be haunted? Sure. Yes. Uh, Family in Houston says it's being haunted by a doll of Elsa from Frozen. Oh. Even when they tried to throw it away, it appeared in their house again. See? <laughs> On Christmas of 2013, a Houston area girl was given an Elsa doll, and everything was good until it wasn't. The doll recited phrases from the movie and sang Let It Go. All you had to do was push a button on its necklace for it to happen. For two years, it did that in English. But in 2005, it started alternating between Spanish and English. There wasn't a button that changed those, it was just random. The family has owned the doll for more than six years and never changed its batteries. The mother says the doll would randomly begin to speak at times, too, when it was off, completely off. The doll would talk. In December, they said, we're getting rid of this doll. However, despite throwing it in the trash, the doll was found inside a bench in their living room Ooh. just weeks later. Elsa completely stopped speaking in English and only began to speak in Spanish. The family attempted to throw away the doll again, and... It showed up in the house again. Now, is somebody just messing with them? Or do you really believe Elsa's haunted? And what's so haunting about someone speaking Spanish? I like people talk Spanish. <laughs> Are we getting a little crazy with the word haunted? Yeah. I just I saw the either. headline. It was like, doll is haunted. I was like, that's something I'll click into. Maybe the ghost is uh, Spanish speaking. You still live in that house? Yeah. Help us get rid of this haunted doll, they say. Do you have anything haunted? Do you have no. anything connected to a spirit? Not that I know of. Eddie? Um, no, but we stayed at a hotel one time, and there was a picture that, I don't know, either my wife or someone didn't like the picture, so they put it down, and then next time we went in the room, it was up again. Stop it. That's not well, true. Because, like, a cleaning person came in and put it up. How long were you gone? And were you gone between the hours, like, 10 and 3? 30 minutes, dude. Stop it. Okay. 30 minutes. Okay. I'll, I'll never forget that time. That was crazy. Lunchbox? Oh, it's, yeah, that, the house down the street from me. My buddy lived there. There was a little kid that the ghost lived there and locked me in the closet one time when I was got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, threw me in the closet, and it got really cold, and I couldn't get out and had to bang on the door. And then we would sit there and watch TV during the day, and you would see footprints on the stairs. No doubt about it. How old were you? I was like 9, 10. <laughs> this would have happened at your age now. I don't know. The house, they sold the house, and then like two months later, it's already for sale again because the people probably saw the ghost. I'm telling you guys, it is so real. You got locked in the room. Locked in the closet. Got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I'm walking down the hall, and I got shoved in the closet by the ghost. On a phone is Jenna in Des Moines. Hey, Jenna, good morning. Thanks for calling us here. What's happening? I 
am starting a brand new job today. I am in a brand new city over the holidays. I moved and it's, everything is very new to me. So I'm wondering if you and the gang have any advice for me for this brand new adventure that I'm going on. I leave for work in a couple minutes and the nerves are starting to kick in. So where'd you move from? I moved from Cedar Falls to West Des Moines. Okay, so it's not like you're moving from Boston or Los Angeles to Des Moines, right? So it's- right, right. I'm still in Iowa. I'm still with my, with, with my fellow Iowans, but it's still very, very new. I've changed a lot. When I was growing up, I went to, I think, four different schools. So I had to change schools a lot and be the new kid. And then I had to live, I think I've moved to completely new cities four times. I've had like eight solid moves in me. Um, so I know what it's like to be the new person. Here's my advice to you, and it's very simple. Just, it just takes time. That's it. You'll figure it out just like you figured it out 97 times before, whether it's first day in college, first day in high school, first day when you move to a new city. It's kind of all the same that it feels uncomfortable and you get to know a couple people, then you get to know seven people, and then before you know it, you kind of have your own little support system and and just uh, take a deep breath and, and, and let it go. And you only grow if you're, if you're stretched. So I, I think it's a good thing. You know what? You have any friends there? Yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, I moved with a good friend, and I have my best friend from high school here in Des Moines. So I have I have a good community here down with me that are supporting Perfect. me. So oh, yeah. You're good. good. When I moved to Hi, Austin, Amy. I, I lived in Arkansas, and I moved from Arkansas to Austin. I'd never even been to Austin. Like, never went there. I got in a bunch of trouble breaking into a radio station in Arkansas. And so they were like, that's crazy what you did. You should move to Austin and do nights there. I was doing a nighttime show there. And so I just packed up my crap, moved to Austin. Didn't know a single person there. I remember driving in and my Pontiac's on fire, just packed to the gills. Everything I had was, (laughs) and I got there and didn't know anybody. And I didn't know my boss. I never met my boss at the time. I didn't have a single friend there. I moved in with somebody who I didn't know. How did you meet your roommate? Like connections through people. Like I know somebody who knows somebody and they needed a roommate. So I knew, I didn't know anyone and it was really the best thing that happened to me because you have to develop a skill. You have to re kind of hone that I'm new, I need to learn, I need to make new friends. Because if you move somewhere and you already have a little tiny friend circle, sometimes that'll keep you from growing your circle because you just stay with them. I think it's exciting for you. I I always grew the most when I was put in uncomfortable situations, Jenna. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited, but the nerves are starting to kick in while I'm like brushing my teeth, and I'm like, I'm going to call my friends over at the Bobby Bones Show. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could be there for you. Good luck. Tell everybody we say hello. I love Iowa so much. They've always been so. You guys have been so good to me. So uh, appreciate you. Come back. We love you too. <laughs> okay, I'm on the way. Come. I don't have much of a friend. I'm coming up. All right, bye. But there she is. There. Okay. Oh, she left us. Um, how do you feel about that, Amy? I feel good. That's good advice. Time. And then I, w- I would also say, like, join. She has friends, but has friends. joining things. Like, for me, it helped when I joined a gym. I found a church that I liked and got involved in the community, and I met people. That takes a minute. It did, yeah, That's, time. That takes time. Yeah. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. If someone said to you right now, you could live to 90 Give or take. Like, you take it or leave it. Would you do it? Like, yeah. You won't live over 90. Oh. But you, you but get to live, sure to live to 90. 90. Yes. I'll take 90. I'll take 90. Because, like, I get scared. You know, I think about, I don't know, not making it past 70-something. So I'll take 90. That'd be good for me. What about you? I'm trying. I'm shooting for three digits. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. You know make what, the news. You know what's going on in that last decade sometimes? Is- Lots of pooping and peeing on myself, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but- okay. 
long as you have somebody to help you out. Yeah, I'm shooting for 100. Mm-hmm. I bet I bet you at 90 it's happening too. What's happening at 90 is happening at 100. Right, yeah. Yeah, but I would like to, to hit 100. So I'm not. I, I In my life, just generally, I shoot for the big goals, even if I miss wide. So I'm going to pass on 90 oh. and shoot for 100. <laughs> wow. Even if that means I go at 68, I would rather have that shot to get to 100. Okay. I ask about 90 because an Air Force veteran celebrated turning 90 with a high-flying adventure. His name is Stan. He went skydiving with his daughter to mark his 90th birthday. Wow. it's amazing. The Air Force veteran jumped 13,000 feet from an airplane over Southern California's Lake Elsinore. Loved it. Now, it goes on. He lost both of his legs in the 80s. But he still loves adventure, has lots of energy. He bikes, plays wheelchair tennis, and has modified his truck so he can drive anywhere by himself. He says the skydiving experience tops his list of craziest things he's ever done. That's awesome. If you make your 90th birthday, how do you celebrate? If I'm, uh, mm-hmm. You probably like, well, this is it because I made a deal with the <laughs> devil to only live to 90. I guess I want to have, I don't know, I could do something crazy now I'm thinking skydiving. I don't, I've done that before. I don't need to do it again. I probably have like a roller skating party. At 90? For yeah. Sure, you for sure you're going to tear something. You can push me in a car. Oh, you're going to be on the, like your son when he roller skates, he uses that little walker roller skate thing. Yes. Maybe roller skating top of mind because it's all my kids want to do this week. There's another story. The world's oldest person confirmed as 116-year-old Kane Tanaka from Japan. Wow. 116. Oh my, oh my and you gosh. know these people... In the East are living better because their food is better, meaning they're making wiser decisions. They're mm-hmm. not sitting over there just eating Twix all day. Here I'm over here having a Werther's original smoothie, mm-hmm. and then over there eating sushi. Like they got yeah, it figured out. Going. And they have mm-hmm. portion control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're over here like I'll take a double grande venti papa. And I'm full, but I want a little bit more. Yeah. Like, that, like I need and I need something sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I just need that little, Always. I need to finish a little something sweet. Anyway, I thought this 90th birthday story was good. That's Tell Me Something Good. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Florida. A 20-year-old man's asleep in his bed when he hears some noise, and he's like, what's going on? He wakes up, and there's someone that has broken into his house and is sucking on his toes. Oh. Man, you know, I was thinking about this. I saw this in the news. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about this story in particular because... You're going to break into someone's house. There's a risk in that. There's risk that they could see you and shoot you or beat you up. There's risk that you could go to jail. You must really love toe sucking to risk all that to go suck on toes. Like, you must love toe sucking so much because they're probably going to wake up, too. There's all of these risks that you are putting on yourself to go and randomly suck someone's toes. Right. (laughs) What on earth? You have to love toe sucking so much that you're able to put yourself through all of this. And so what happens with him? Uh, he gets beat up and he runs out of the apartment. See? Yeah. And I tell you what, it's probably still worth it to him. Yeah, he got <laughs> punched in the face a couple times and he fled. Because he always has that memory of that toast. Because that, you don't just get to go around. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Weird, it's a weird thing. But they didn't catch him and arrest him? No, they're looking for the toe sucker. Oh. He'll be back. Maybe not this week. Maybe not in 2020. No, you don't go back to the same house. No, but he no, will no. go back to sucking toes because he oh. loves it that much. Yeah, I don't think that's something, if he did all that, he can't he's, just stop. He's not going to stop. Once you pop, don't stop. <laughs> Toes and Pringles. All right, is that it? I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. So elder versus millennial. Eddie's the elder. He's in his 40s. Yeah, 40, Mor- 40, 40. Morgan number two is the millennial. She's in her 20s. So we'll just ask Eddie the young questions and mm-hmm. Morgan number two the old questions. Eddie, I have three questions for you that millennials would know. Excellent. You may not, but millennials all know these. I have an 11-year-old, so I'm pretty hip to all this stuff. (laughs) But I don't think he's a millennial. No, but he knows the young stuff. Okay. I think. Jomo 
What? Is an acronym that stands Ooh. for what? Okay. I know what FOMO is. JOMO. J-O-M-O. JOMO stands for what? So the F in FOMO is fear of missing out. So the JOMO must be the joy of missing out. So you say the answer is? Joy of missing out. That is? Correct. Yeah! One, that's good. See? And I've never heard that before. That was context clues. The Lizzie McGuire reboot is expected at Disney Plus this year. Mm hmm. Who plays Lizzie McGuire? Hilary Duff. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> Guys, I'm on fire right now. Guess who has Disney Plus at the house? This guy. Oh, wow. I, I'm a head out is from a meme featuring what cartoon character? I'm a head out. I, I'm a head out. Mm. Um, Doug, funny. Because there are Doug funny memes everywhere you go, right? <laughs> so stupid. As soon as I said it, I was dumb. Morgan number two, you can steal this. I, I'm going to head out. Is a meme featuring what cartoon character? I, oh my gosh, I don't know. Um, any, guess it, any guess at Kermit? all? Kermit? Kermit, no. Solid guess. A lot of Kermit memes, but they're the most cartoon memes of SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. There's a SpongeBob meme for everything. And he says, I am going to head out. One of them. Okay. Uh, we're going to switch it up now. Morgan number two, I'm going to ask you questions from the elder group. All right. Okay. Morgan number two, what cartoon character says, I have the power when he lifts his sword? Um, you know, I don't know the superhero, but I'm going to guess Thor because I'm watching Thor, the movie. no. Eddie. That's He-Man, bro. Yeah, there it is, bro. Who? Uh, He-Man. <laughs> He-Man and what? Skeletor, Castle that? Grayskull. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Morgan number two. Yeah. Hello, Newman is a catchphrase from what TV show? Hello, Newman. Were these all in the 80s? No, <laughs> no they weren't. All in the 80s. <laughs> Hello, Newman. He-Man was. Yeah, but not this one. This one, borderline. <laughs> I love Lucy. I don't that's know. That's like the 50s to 60s. That's like a kid who has no even... idea when you were born because he, he was like, he's like, Dad, did you ever go watch the Beatles in concert? <laughs> My kids have done that to me. <laughs> um, Hello, Newman was from Seinfeld. Hello, Jerry. And then oh. the Seinfeld started in 1989, but that oh. didn't happen until the early so 90s. So that was the 80s. No, early 90s when that one first happened. <laughs> Did you ever watch Seinfeld? Maybe a few episodes. Not, not really, not much. ever. Yeah. Okay, before she played Amy on The Big Bang Theory, what 90s TV show did Mayon Bialik star on NBC? It doesn't matter if you get it right or not. <laughs> I know. But someone on the show also went, whoa. I know that reference, but I don't know what it's from. You Really? Wow. Uh, You're really struggling wow. to tell it. I know. Yeah. She doesn't even know. These whoa. are hard. Whoa. whoa. The answer is, Eddie, you want to steal it? Yeah. Go ahead. Blossom. Blossom. I don't know what that is. You didn't do it. Here, let's run through the other ones. Um, oh, gosh. Who co-stars along Patrick Swayze in the 1991 action movie Point Break? Mm. You should know this. I should know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a female or a male? <laughs> it's a man. Eddie, you know it? Yeah. Go ahead. Keanu. Yeah, good. What was the name of the space shuttle that broke apart 73 seconds into its flight? Was that um, 
the 11, the... Mm. Do you know it, Eddie? Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm, yeah. She's thinking Apollo 11, but oh, it's not. Yeah. It was. It's the challenger. Right. Oh. Marky Mark was the stage name of what celebrity? Mark Wahlberg. Well, you'd have got oh, one. Oh, oh, good for you. Eddie is our winner. Play that Woo! song. There he is. The elder wins again. The Bobby Bone Show. I hear you. Hey, good morning. Morning to everyone except this man who pointed a bow at a ten-year-old girl and her mom in a road rage incident. Oh, like a like a bow, bow and arrow. What? A Texas family says a mother and her two kids were in a car going to the dentist when a man pointed a compound bow at them because he had road rage. Yeah, she was taking her ten-year-old daughter to the dentist. A three-year-old was in the car with them. Quote, so what happened yesterday was my mom was going to take me to the dentist to see how I was going to get my braces. There was construction and the road narrows. And so a red car got behind them and started tailgating him. Police say the suspect pointed a compound bow at the car. So he pulls it up and a compound bow is... um, Pretty complicated bow. Yeah. Hunting bow and arrow. So uh, they said they were scared. They got the license plate and they got witness and they were able to find the person... He denied displaying a weapon, but they found a bow in the dumpster with two arrows. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, that's you, trauma, man, for those kids. Can you imagine seeing that and remembering that for the rest of your life? I wonder, though, and by the way, he's in the wrong. He's got tattoos on his neck and his eyes and his face, so oh, he well, for sure for did sure. it. Yeah, for sure he did it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the risk you take when you put tattoos on your neck and your face. Mm-hmm. If you make that bad decision, we expect that you made other bad decisions, too. <laughs> So if he right, want, if I, but if I was the judge and it's like, all right, everything's even. All right, here comes this fella. Come on in, sir. Oh, that's a sweet tattoo on your eye. Guilty. Ow. <laughs> oh, man. Because, Sweetest guy ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have a tattoo of a skull all down the right side of your cheek. Well, guilty. Get out of here. That, that would be what I would do. Oh, my now, gosh. And he also looks like he did it. And he does. <laughs> um, so here's my tip about road rage and about being on a road. Someone cut you off. And you're upset about it because you feel like they disrespected you? You want to flip them off or yell at them? My encouragement to you is don't. Oh. For two reasons. Reason number one, they may have a gun or a compound bow. (laughs) Yeah, or one of those little bombs that you put inside a glass and you throw it over. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Cocktail? Yeah, yeah, one of those Molotovs. You don't know what people have in their car. And all it takes is... One dumb person to make one bad decision in your life is completely changed in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Two, my second part about this is there are times where you've also done really dumb things driving mm-hmm. accidentally or angrily and you would like for someone to show you grace. And so I have, do you know how many times I've actually pulled in the middle across a, a, a intersection and I'm just stuck there and cars are coming up going, come on, man, move, you're so stupid. And I can't move because there's a car in front of me <laughs> and I'm the one that was the idiot and pulled up too far. And I've done that. So what I try to do when that happens to me is not get irritated. And instead of that going, that idiot, I go, oh, I've been that idiot. And I feel sorry for them. I try to empathize more than be angry with them. Are you the person that drives up as far as you can, Amy? Or do you? No. No, I mean, like you, have I done it before? Yes. But is that typically me? No. Who? Eddie, you? Um, I sometimes. Sometimes. It just depends if I'm running late. Lunchbox you? Oh, absolutely. Drive all the way up. That's what the lane is there for. If the lane ended way back there, then you would have to get over. But they have a lane there for a reason. It's for me to use it all the way to the front. Different strokes for different folks, what I say. Mm -hmm. There you go. When I read, I just put on one of these iHeartRadio playlists that go, predict me. 
And so it plays a bunch of songs that they think I would like. But how do you listen to music while you read? Yeah, that sounds tough. That's, yeah, that's weird. That's you're, That's some, like, brainy stuff happening. No, it's not. I guess yes, like, it is. No, I don't know anybody that listens to music while you read. No, I really, get distracted. Yeah, how could you not? Time. Like, you're able, that's like, that's... I didn't bring that up for that reason. I didn't think anything of it. Stuff. No, like your brain is able to no, separate. No. You probably hear all the lyrics of the song and consume what you're, <laughs> you're reading. You're singing while you're same. reading. That's like I think Bill Gates can do that. No, no, no. This is not the road we're walking down in this okay. segment. I literally will go because I don't want to spend too much time thinking about the music oh. I want to listen to. Uh-huh. So I will go on iHeartRadio and and there's a like a what I, I don't forget what the list is. That's like what I like based that's on cool. my other selections. Play things that I like. Yeah. And so there is this song that it played for me last night. Never heard of these people. I, I'm a fan now. But you never hear of anybody until the first time you hear them, right? Um, Dylan Rockoff is his name. Dylan with a D. And you know, I was in Greece in high school. The, the play, I played Danny Zuko. Mm-hmm. But they have this new version of You're the One. Hey, will you play the old version of You're the One That I Want? You're the one that I want. You're the one I want. So... They didn't do a whole Grease album, just one song. And unless you knew it was from Grease, you probably just think it was a normal song. Raymundo, do we have this from the beginning? Yep. Here is, you're the one that I want from Dylan Rockoff and Caroline Cole. Here we go. I've got chills. They're multiplying. And I'm losing control. How cool is that? Because the power you're supplying. It's electrifying. It's electrifying. You better shape up. Cause I need a man. I don't even think you would know that was oh, crazy. Wow. It's just yeah. good. Isn't that a really cool version of that yeah. song? So I saved it and put it on my Instagram story last night. Play the hook of that, Raymond, will you? There's even like a little uh, cool hook, a little weird thing to it. You're the one that I want. Cool, huh? Maybe I'm super geeky That's out because really I, no. I did no. Grease. But no, I thought it's cool. You're I thought right. even the version was like new cool. Yeah. Even if you didn't know the old stuff. So I thought that was cool. But for those that ask, yeah, I was quite the um <laughs> Thespian? No, no, no. What's that called? The Danny. Well, I you know, I just call it a full service actor. Oh well. Oh. You know, <laughs> do a little scene for a movie, and then I'd be like, You should do it. Stranded at the drive in. Branded. A fool. <clears throat> what will they say? The crowd's like, wow, he's going to do it. I'll be like, Monday at school. Walk around, look at the crowd, be passionate. Look back at, where's Sandy? I'll be like, Sandy, can't you see? I'm in misery. We made a start. Now we're apart. There's nothing left for me. It's my passionate moment here. Love has flown all alone. I sit, I wonder why, I, I, oh, why. You left me, oh, Sandy. And then the crowd's like, wow. Then I'm like, oh, Sandy, baby. Someday. And then the crowd's on their feet. It's great. It's a real 
real moment for me. Wow. Thank you. Someday. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I love that bit. Love has flown. Okay. Alone. What, Eddie? Are you remember all those words? Like oh from, yeah, from I know. Yeah. I know all the words, all that crap. I mean, I probably memorized the movie, and then we did the play, and the play's a little <laughs> bit different than the movie. But yeah, man. I said I go grease lightning, you're burning up the quarter mile. Grease lightning, go grease lightning. I said I go grease lightning, you. Yeah, it's good, man. That's fine. That was fun for me in high school. That's Danny Zuko. And now I can tell. Yeah, still. <laughs> yeah, still it's still fun. fun. I, yeah, still fun. Okay. Are we done or should I do more songs? Should I do the whole soundtrack one morning? Just sing it. <laughs> the Bobby Bone Show. Days away from a powerful evening of amazing performances. CMA Best of the Fest is happening Monday night, 8, 7 Central on ABC. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be on it. Luke Bryan will be hosting. And the whole thing is playing back some amazing performances from CMA Fest over the last 16 years. We can't have it, so let's show some awesome stuff from the past. We're talking Carrie, Zach Brown, Urban, Dwight Yoakam even. Special appearances by Peyton Manning, Gwen Stefani. I'll be on there too. I don't know how special my performance is, but it'll be there. Everything you need to know is up cmafest.com or Monday night, 8, 7 central on ABC. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's a couple guys in North Carolina. They're working on a house, remodeling it, and they hear something screaming. They're like, hey, do you hear that cat? And they listen again. They're no, that's someone yelling, help, help. And they go down the road a little bit, and there's a six-year-old boy in a pond. He had wandered away from home, and he's in the 40-degree water. And the guy just runs, jumps in, swims 40 yards, grabs a six-year-old, and pulls him to safety. Could he see him? He could see him bobbing in the water, a six-year-old, and the six-year-old had autism, and he kind of wanders from home sometimes. Wow. And so he went out the back door and ended up in the pond, and these carpenters working on the house just happened to hear him, and they said, God put us there. Saved wow. him. Yep. That is crazy. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, over to Amy as we start this hour every hour with the morning corny. The morning corny. Where do lizards go to fix their broken tails? Where do lizards go to fix their broken tails? The retail shop. The retail hey. shop. There it is. Thank you. That was the morning corny. The Bobby Ball Show. I want to go over and talk to Kate in Alabama. Hey, Kate, what's happening with you? Hey, morning studio. Morning. Hey, I had a quick question for Amy. So, me and my husband are adopting a set of siblings. The little boy is five. The little girl is seven. And we're having a hard time connecting with the little girl. So, I was wondering if you could give me some ideas of how to bond with her. Wow, good question. By the way, for those that are new to the show, Amy has two children, and they are adopted from Hades. So that's why she's asking you that. Right. Oh, gosh. And it is hard. And there are, there's so much going on in the, their little heads, and you just have to be aware of that at all times. Like... There, my daughter in particular had, I, I called it like, I just felt like she was constantly giving me the Heisman and we were two years in. The Heisman is a push away, by the way, for those oh, yeah. who don't know the sports <laughs> reference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. The sports are like, I just felt like everything I did, she was just like, oh, not going to happen. Oh, not going to happen. And I just had to, I mean, you just have to be consistent and don't let it get you down. Cause a lot of times it would really weigh on me. And I, I had to really grow out of that and not let it affect me. And it would send me to my closet and I would cry and just like, Oh, but, but once I got stronger and realized like it had nothing to do with me, it had everything to do with what she was going through. I, I had, you know, 
empathy for her and I just wanted to be there for her. And, you know, when it comes to bonding, just you're going to have to just dig into what she likes and spend time doing that. Try to relate to her on that level. Let her know how much you love her and care for her and how safe she is with you. I mean, there's just a lot that she's nervous about and there could be abandonment issues. No, there is. There is abandonment disorder. I can guarantee you that. So you just have to power through and don't stop. Like, you'll connect. It it may take a while. Again, I'm two years in and my daughter and I are just now starting to really connect. And I hope it only gets better. But you just got to stay the course. All right. Thank you so much. I think my takeaway from you saying that is that it's frustrating at times, but know that if you hang in there, it gets better. Yes. And that you understand what she's going through and it's common that she's not on an island feeling this by herself no and i there are plenty of resources out there and books and podcasts and just yeah know that you're not alone because there's times where i felt like what am i doing wrong what is wrong with me or what is happening and this what have we i'm not equipped for this what have i we made a mistake kind of a thing and i realized those i was not alone in those thoughts and you just have to you just have to dig out of it. I, it feels like you're in a hole sometimes, but you'll get out and you'll you'll make it to the other side. But I can't say specifically what you should do to bond with her because each kid is so different. But I would just say, just lean in to what she likes and don't, don't let her push you away. What is it that your daughter likes that uh, you get in with her? Well, now we're, she really is into school. Like, it's great. Like, I love being able to do some homework with her, reading with her, doing Netflix with her. She loves little girl trips, like to Target. I mean, we don't even have to buy anything. If she just gets to go with me without Stevenson, her little brother coming along, that's special to her. She loves to go to the movies. Like, you know. Do you uh, watch her Asian YouTube videos with her? Oh, oh man. I probably should. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Anime? It's she, called anime. She likes... Uh, is Japanese. It Japanese YouTube videos? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. oh, she loves Japanese anything. Like, she loves <laughs> all the anime stuff. And I try, and I'm like, oh, Stashira, I can't. But if I let her download one, she freaks out. It, like, makes her day. She's like, oh, my gosh. Thank you, Mom. Uh, so she loves to make bracelets. I'll sit down with her and make those. You like, do you let her gotta, have a TikTok account. She Oh, she loves TikTok. Mm-hmm. I, I love watching her do TikTok. Like I, you know what's annoying is she's better than me at TikTok. It's it's kind of impressive. Yeah, she's, I lo- she's so good. yeah, you'll you'll figure it out. And she's only seven. Like she's gonna grow into this. Oh, her daughter. Her, her seven. daughter's only seven. Like she's Not got <laughs> so much growing to do. And you're gonna see her. Like I'm just thankful you're with her at seven. You're gonna get to watch her grow into such a cute little girl. And it happened so fast. Kate, how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel pretty good. Thank you so much, Amy, for your opinion. Um, like you said, it was just a little upsetting that the connection isn't quite there yet. Um, because the little boy, her little brother, it was like an immediate connection. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. and my husband. Yeah. It, it, same thing with us. Exact same thing with us. I mean, Stevenson was all over us like, I love you. I mean, didn't even know what that meant, though. My daughter, she was old enough to know what that means. And she's not about to just start passing out I love yous to people that she doesn't trust. Like, she doesn't know that you're going to (laughs) be there. She doesn't know that, I mean, what, how does she know this is a secure thing? And, and for, for him, like personalities are just different, but I would say we're in the same boat. Like Stevenson was all like, what up mom? Love you. Hugs, hugs, hugs. And then Sashir was like, get, you know, (laughs) what am I doing here? Don't talk to me. Okay. Have a, have a great day and hope Amy's words 
uh, made you feel, again, not so isolated and mm-hmm. living a singular story that no one else identifies with? Because obviously... She does, and she found out that many oh, others do. So many. In any of my mom friends that I've made friends with since adopting, they've had the exact same feelings. And I would say if you're in a podcast, listen to, their, just research some. They're out there. Okay. Well, great. Thank y'all so much, and thank y'all what y'all do every day. Me and um, the kids that we're going to adopt, we actually listen to y'all every morning. They love listening to y'all. Bobby, um, the little boy that we have, he loves listening to you, and so it's just great. Yeah, he's a keeper. He's a good one. Like if he's if he's already. <laughs> well, well, before you go, one person I want to recommend because I'm just not throwing podcasts out there, but um, in books, it would be research Karen Purvis if you haven't already. Okay. 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 I'll do that. Yep. All right, uh, Kate. Have a great day. All right, y'all too. The Bobby Bones Show. I was asked in an interview if I get one album the rest of my life, what album do I have? And it's pretty easy for that first one. I take John Mayer Continuum, just because. John Mayer was the first artist that I ever felt like wrote things I was feeling about the times I was feeling them because he's only a couple years older than I am and I was like yeah I felt that oh it's the first time I ever felt that this album is my favorite album of all time so this is Slow Dancing in a Burning Room and then I got caught up on this I answered that and they went well which one finished close in your mind and I was like oh a lot of albums. It was a lot. And I went with Garth Brooks, No Fences. Oh, come on. Sometimes I think Unanswered Prayers. So good. And the, there's a bunch. This is the second record, his second record. That almost went with the first record, though, because I love... Pull that down one second so I can sing. I can't do two songs at the yeah. same time. I love If Tomorrow Never... That's come on the first record. But on the second record, no, I picked No Fences as my second record. Thunder Rolls has No, has no Fences. Um... Uh, Friends in Low Places. Friends in Low Places. Mm-hmm. That's so, a good one to have for the rest of your life. So John Mayer Continuum is number one, and Garth Brooks No Fences is number two. I mean, I'm going to ask you the same question I was asked in the interview. Mm-hmm. If you get one album the rest of your... I'm going to come to all you guys for your, your number one favorite in just a second. Amy, but you get one for the rest of your life. What is it? It's got to be George Strait, because, I mean, he's my favorite. And I'll go with... Amarillo by Morning is my favorite song, so I pick that album, which is on Straight from the Heart. Mm. That's the album. <laughs> 1982... <laughs> I was probably one, one year Wait, old. Not probably maybe. you were. <laughs> you can actually do the math on this I, one. Well, I don't know which, which, depending on which time of the year it came out, it could be one and a half. But definitely some jams on there. Like obviously, I could listen to this on repeat forever. But also has like Marina Del Rey mm-hmm. and Full Hearted Memory. Like it's got some good ones. So I could survive. Did you have a number two? I'm kind of throwing this at you here. Well, I do. I mean, my number two favorite would have to be Taylor Swift. Ooh, and which one? Original, OG Taylor, 2006, like self-titled album. Is this from? Our song is on this. So is Tim McGraw, so is Teardrops on My Guitar. Is this her standing on the water, like in the dress, like on the puddle or whatever? Oh, yeah, in the, you mean the cover? Yeah. She's like standing there, it's her face, and then there's water behind yeah, her, yeah, yeah. and her hair is all long <laughs> and like frizzy and curly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely a, a solid choice, so. All right, I'm coming to you guys for your mm-hmm. number ones. Lunchbox, what you get one album in the rest of your life. What is it? It's easy. Tina Turner, Private Dancer. This your McDonald's album? No. This is the one you got No, because that's Greatest Hits. Oh. Oh, that's true. We can't do Greatest Hits. Yeah, we couldn't do what, Greatest Hits. What's so the I McDonald's to... have to do with it? That's where he found Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. On a cassette tape. We were driving to Chicago, and we stopped at McDonald's, and if you bought a combo meal, you could get her Greatest Hits cassette <laughs> for $3.99, and my mom bought it, and we played it all the way to Chicago, and I was like, this woman is amazing. She's unbelievable. And I fell in love with Tina right there. Morgan, number two, what is your number one album of all time? Oh, 
Ooh, it had to be Shania Twain. Come on over. Is it about this song or is it a bunch of songs on that record you like? I mean, that album has at least five or six songs that I listened to all the time growing up. And I just love Shania Twain. She's my favorite. Hey, did you pick a Garth Brooks album or no? Well, that was my backup. Oh, a Garth Brooks album? Yeah, but my first has to be Pearl Jam. I mean, it goes back to when we were you're a kid, you know? And like Pearl Jam to me, like you, spoke to me. Listen to that, daughter. Don't call me daughter. Did you go from Garth to Pearl Jam or Huge. Pearl Jam to Garth? No, 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 no. It was Garth. That was Garth all the way till about after Rope in the Wind. Then I went a little grunge. Grunge started coming into my life a little bit. This is your number one? Oh, yeah. And I heard his voice for the first time like, is that an old man? No, it wasn't. Oh, Eddie Vedder? Yeah, yeah, so good. I saw a picture of them all together. Yeah, they they're, look they old, look, huh? they, I think they are old. Yeah. Eddie was telling me about the keys player in the band. Mm-hmm. There's, if you look at a picture of them now, there's a, one guy that's really old. He looks like he's 80 years old. <laughs> and apparently he wasn't in Pearl Jam forever, but Eddie Vedder was on an island somewhere. Yeah, Hawaii. And he was Eddie Vedder was just some dude named Eddie that was playing music with some old guy playing keys. And Eddie was like, hey, you should come play keys in my band. And the old guy's like, man, I've never played that key before. And so the guy just shows up, and it's Pearl Jam. Oh, wow. He's yeah. in, now he's on Pearl Jam. He's like, we're playing arenas? Like, what is this? <laughs> that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. I said no live albums, no greatest hits. Yeah, that's hard. That, and that nobody did hard. that, right? Because I would have definitely... I didn't. That's like, I would have done greatest hits. Yeah, I think we all would have. Yeah. Although John Mayer doesn't have a greatest hits. No. The guy's name is Boom Gasper. That's right. Yeah. The That's guy it. on Pearl Jam. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, good. Right. I think I'm going to go and stream some of you guys' music today. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just mine. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So firefighters, they rushed out of a supermarket on an emergency call only to return and find that strangers had paid for their groceries. So they're just there trying to do their thing. They had to drop everything to go do their job. And then when they came back, all taken care of, which is super awesome. Yeah, that's real cool. That's just being two, the people that picked up the bill, like just being observant of your surroundings and then being extra thoughtful. It'd also be cool to see a bunch of firefighters in firefighter gear shopping for tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd also well, be cool. I yeah. know, because I still picture it like I do on some of these firefighter shows where they all are hanging out at the whatever, the firehouse, yeah. and they all cook a family dinner and everybody sits around and then the alarm goes off and they go down the... Yeah, the pole. The pole. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jumping their trucks. Mid spaghetti bite. Uh, it's a good firefighter story. That's what's up. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, you guys can always email the show. Ask your questions. Morgan number two, how do they get in touch with the show? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, let's open it up. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby. So I'm proposing to my girlfriend. She had She has subtly, and sometimes not so subtly, been showing me her taste in wedding rings for about a year now. I know what she likes, a diamond that isn't obnoxiously big and lots of smaller stones along the band. But about four months ago, once my grandmother knew our relationship was serious and headed toward marriage, she approached me about using my late great-grandmother's ring. Not only was this significant because my great-grandmother was a Holocaust survivor, but my grandmother told me she had the ring appraised at roughly $10,000. When she offered me the ring, how could I say no? The problem is, this ring is pretty much the exact opposite style of what my girlfriend likes. It is a large diamond with a silver, almost angular band. My question is, should I propose with my great-grandmother's ring, even if it's not the style she wants? This is a great question. Tough situation here. Yeah, I know my answer. I know that ring is important to you and important to her. 
But you know what's a little bit more important? Is your wife. And if you know she's not going to like it, you can't give it to her as is. I think you can maybe take some stuff from that ring if you're just determined to use it. I would say leave that ring altogether and get her one that she would like. Because you don't want your wife wearing a ring that she doesn't like, that doesn't make her feel good. In the end, that's going to be on her hand the whole time, every day, just about for the rest of her life. And do you want her really wearing something that she doesn't feel like looks good on her, she doesn't feel comfortable with, doesn't love? Just doesn't love. So my answer is going to be, you have to get her a ring or make her a ring that looks like what she likes. Now, if you explain the situation, who knows? She may actually come around and go, well, this is value to me based on the value to you. But I'm still going to say no. I think you have to get her a ring that you know she would like, especially if you know this is the opposite of what she likes. If it was somewhere close, I think that 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 value of would elevate it. But if she just doesn't like it, I don't think you can propose with it. Tough. It's tough. Yeah. But I think she, your wife, for the rest of your life, the probably the mother of your children, I think she her wants rank over keeping your family's ring in the family. Because mm-hmm. you can always give it to somebody else. You can, you can actually have it, hold it, and give it to your kid to give to someone. Or maybe you have a sister. The ring doesn't have to die. Mm. It can still stay in the family. Yes. So that would be be my thoughts. Amy? I support those thoughts. It's a good good i i'm i think it would be super special but yeah if it's the exact opposite of what she wants then you kind of yeah it's better to go like probably part of you doesn't want to let down your grandma or whomever is giving the ring and to say oh sorry i'm not going to use it but then if you if you don't let down your grandma you're going to let down your soon-to-be wife and let's be honest grandma's only got a few years left right. <laughs> <laughs> wife forever yeah yeah uh kane in georgia you're on the air what do you think bud yeah, I was thinking that um, they should use it. He should use it for the proposal and see how she reacts. And then, depending on how she acts, just let her know that she has the option. They can get another one. But that was uh, an offering from his great-grandmother, and it kind of meant a lot to him. And kind of see how she reacts. And, but let her know she does have the option to get another one, but they're going to have that one as well. Wow. Okay, I'm but- not big on the proposal being a science experiment. And let's see how let's see how oh, she does. Oh. And we can manipulate it based on what her feelings are right when the biggest moment of one of the biggest moments of her life happens. Yeah. You know, I don't really like that. Let's just judge it. Get, get this on tape. Let's go back and look at the tape and see what her face does. I thought that was kind of a good idea. Oh, to like trick her? Mo- Not like trick, emotions? but kind of put the decision on her. Like, all right, why, well, why would you put her through that? Well, no, if she wants it. Because she didn't have to make that decision. Of- it's to hurt grandma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's no longer my decision anymore. <laughs> yes. That's, I think that would be kind of a selfish thing to do. Oh. Take the decision mm-hmm. off of you and make her do it. Right. Okay. And then, and then, and you just want to be able to go to grandma and be like, grandma, I tried. She didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Grandma, she dry heaved. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. I would have taken it to grandma. It's, it's very valuable. I just think you can give it to somebody else in the family or even your kids later on. The ring doesn't have to lose the sentimental value. And also, grandma didn't use it. If it was your great grandma's ring, you have two, two generations that didn't use it. It's not like everyone's using it all generations down. Mm-hmm. If it was great grandma's, grandma didn't use it, and neither did your parents. Right. And then you did mention something about, you know, using the ring and taking it apart. I would take I the know. rocks out and put it when, in the ring. And when you said that, I was like, oh, no, you can't do that to it. But I thought, like, my mom left, like, my sister and I inherited everything from my mom, and some of the stuff we had to split, and, like, her wedding ring, like, we took it apart. I took the gold band that it was on because it's really thick and cool looking, and then my sister took the diamond. 
And so we we split that up. We didn't keep it intact. And should we have? So I guess it's not bad to split it up as long as you still have all the pieces and people can enjoy it that way. Caitlin in Kansas, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Caitlin, what do you think about this? Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> I've always wanted to be on the show. Um, so I've always, my husband didn't propose till about four or five years after we were together. And I would have been very happy to accept any ring at that point. So that's, I don't know. I also have this idea of um, there's so many different ways to restyle rings nowadays. And I'm wondering if maybe he could take it to the jewelers and see what he can do to restyle it into the style she wants, but still use. Yeah, I, I think that drink. too. And I think I'd have probably laid on that a little harder, but Amy acted like it was the dumbest thing I ever did, said. I know, I did. So don't. I got off of that. I was we, like, you know what? Well, when you did say it, I was like, no, 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 because Holocaust survivor, like there was something to it where I was like, it's special. Like there's a story. There could be some, like you don't want to mess it up. But then after I really thought through it, I don't think that's such a bad idea. Yeah, the style, it's still yeah. there. Yeah, it's like you still have- I feel have good about it again. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm going to hop back on that a little <laughs> get bit. Get back on it, get back on it. All right, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. So I found this list of the most recognizable songs of all time. And so these are the 15 songs. And what we're going to do here is we're just going to see if you know title and artist of the song. Okay. So write it down. They're all super easy. You should go 15 for 15 if we get that far. Because they're pretty recognizable, right? They're the most recognizable yeah. period songs ever, okay? But you have to know title and artist. Oh, boy. Are we ready? Song number one. Ready. This is the number one most recognizable song of all time. Do you know title and artist of that? I'm in. I remember the win. Lunchbox. I have Spice Girls Wannabe. That is right. Amy. Oh. Spice Girls Wannabe. Eddie? Spice Girls Wannabe. All right, everybody's in. I didn't know if it was I Wannabe. Next up. The number two most recognizable song of all time. Do you have it? I have it. Do you have it, Amy? I have the singer. I have the singer. What is it called? I can't think of it either. Oh, I got it. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Hold lunch. on. Amy's in. For the win. All right, three oh, seconds. Oh, I got it. Oh, Trumpet. my gosh. I'm in for the win. Lunchbox. Lou Vega, Mambo number five. Mm-hmm. Amy. <gasps> Lou Vega, Mambo number five. Eddie. Lou Vega, Mambo number five. Good. Everybody's in. All right, here we go. This is the number three most recognizable song. But who's the artist? Yeah, that's the hard part. No, it's not. It's easy. I'm in for the win. You are? Yeah. I'm in. Amy's struggling. Her head's down on her desk. Don't look at my paper. <laughs> I'm already in, dude. On, so, I know right. that it's something like this, okay? Good? Okay, lunchbox. It's Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Oh, Amy? Shoot. It's Eye of the Tiger by Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was close. Spirit, no, Survivor. Wrong. Eddie? Eye of the Tiger, Survivor. Oh. Good, good, good. Okay, here we go. Next one up. Dance, dance, 
man. Lunchbox? Just dance, Lady Gaga. Eddie? Just dance, Lady Gaga. Good. This one, next one's tough. I mean, I need to hear it, but this, see if you can get this one. <laughs> this is European influence on this one. I'm going to go ahead and throw this one out, unless somebody knows it right away. I don't know. I no I, is it ABBA? Uh-huh. I don't know the song. SOS. Don't know it. No okay. idea. We'll go to the next one. Whew, I've never heard that one. Pretty woman. Walking down the street, pretty woman. Do you name or are we just writing down? No, no, you're, you're writing down. Yeah, write down. Okay. Most recognizable songs of all time. Title and artist. I'm in. Mercy. Mercy. <laughs> pretty woman. Who sings like that? Pretty woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase that, yeah, chase that. Yeah, go, go, go. I don't think it's Elvis. I don't think you're like it. A pretty woman. Hey, pretty woman. How you doing, pretty mama? You pretty woman, pretty mama. Well, you're a pretty woman. Well, you're a pretty woman. Come over, pretty woman, pretty mama. All right, I got it. Pretty Eddie, woman. Uh, sorry, lunchbox. Pretty woman, Jim Morrison. Oh. Uh, no, but I mean, kind of close. Do you know what, Amy? No. Oh, then how do you know a good try? Because I feel like it's close to that. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Un. Eddie? <laughs> the name rhymes kind of rhymes with it. Pretty Woman, Roy Orbison. Oh! There you go. There he is. There's our winner. <laughs> Play that Eddie song. There he is. Yeah. You want to hear the, hear the rest of the top 10? Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson, Beat It. The most recognizable songs ever. There you go. Michael Jackson, Beat It. <laughs> Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. And, uh, Number nine. Here, see if you can, anybody knows this one. Go ahead. No? Oh. Let's no, stop it. I That's know fine. it. Hold on. The Human League, Don't You Want Me. Oh, wow. I've heard that. Aerosmith at 10. Lady Gaga, Poker Face, Hanson and Bob, Elvis Presley, Bachman Turner Overdrive, you ain't seen nothing yet, and Michael Jackson, Billy Jean. Okay. All the top no, known songs ever. Eddie, nice job when you, you win. Thank you, thank there you, There he is. Woo! There he is. They say leaving a voicemail is now considered rude. My voicemail hasn't been open in three years. So you can't even leave me one because I know I won't check it. And I don't want to be rude to people and never check their voicemails. So if you call my phone, it goes, his voicemail is full <laughs> because I've left it completely full. So according to a new book about 21st century etiquette, leaving someone a voicemail is rude. The author argues that, quote, there is no purpose for voicemails in the modern age and having to sit through a message is super inefficient and inconvenient. She says you should never leave voicemails now. If someone doesn't pick up, just hang up and send them a text. Also, they say spur-of-the-moment phone calls are also considered rude. Instead, she says send person a text, say, hey, are you, can you talk? What? A few rules that she wants us to follow. One, don't use periods in a text. Don't always reply all to all group emails. And only use emojis in moderation. So there's a lot just dumped on us there. Let's start with the first one. Leaving a voicemail. Do you do it? Yes. You do? But uh, my voicemail's full. You can't leave me one. But if, oh, if but I happen them. to get a voicemail... <laughs> 
And especially if they're like a close friend of mine, I'll leave the longest voicemail ever. And then my favorite thing is, if you're still listening to this right now, I cannot believe it. And then sometimes they still are and they call me back. You still do that? <laughs> I go, I'll start singing. And then I see if they make it to this that point. This is why I don't leave my number. <laughs> for stuff like this. Yeah, this right is here. why she's- Well, because I can't believe that they still have it available for me to just ramble on. So. She's doing a variety show on my voicemail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't leave them. I don't take them anymore. Uh, the other one is random phone calls. I kind of don't yeah. call people randomly either. I'll text. But you know what I do? To be fair, I do the voice text a little bit. You do? They're never over a minute, but in text, I'll hit a button. And especially if I'm driving and I don't look at my phone, I'll hit the button and be like, hey, Eddie, we're going to do this. Do you feel that? Both of you guys get those. Do you feel like those are rude? Nope. nope. I like them. You do? Yep. They're fine. It's just they expire. Yeah, no, you get to listen to them once. But sometimes, I guess you have that option if you want to keep it. And I always see people keep my voice text. And I'm they like, why? keep them? I'm like, well, weirdo, what music were you putting this in? <laughs> I, I might keep it just in case, because like, like, sometimes I might need to go back and listen to That's it. That's weird. Do you call people randomly? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I don't. I love that. Mm-mm. You FaceTime randomly. No, even then. There's only like two people in my life. Ed, I'll hit Eddie up on FaceTime without... Throwing a warning. Yeah. You too. Amy, yeah, I'm you, about to say that's not all I'm the time though. from experience. But not now I'm like, hey, can you talk? Because you don't, your phone goes away with your kids a lot of times. Yeah. So not you as you. much. <laughs> but yeah, then they'll hit me up and I'll be like, hey, is your mom? They're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, you just do this on your own? Yes. <laughs> Eddie will answer on the toilet. Mm. Anytime. I figure if you're calling me, it's important. So let's talk. He'll, he'll answer FaceTime on the toilet. Not <laughs> yeah, a phone. Yeah. He'll answer FaceTime. Um... I use periods in a text. Why are we not supposed to do that? I don't know. She says don't use periods in a text. What about exclamation points? I use all <laughs> punctuation. Uh, group emails. I'm not on a lot of those, and I never hit reply all. Do you guys on them? I I try not uh, just the work one, just to be fun. And then emojis. I don't use a lot of them, but I do use some. Oh, I abuse them. I don't use them. You abuse them? Oh, for sure. Do you use them, Eddie? Sometimes there's no better way to express yourself. I think yeah. about that. You know, courts now will let... Will, go and read emojis now as part of a court case. I know, so you better not be sending that knife emoji. Yeah, because oh. they, they're going to be guilty. <laughs> Those are the things the judge will now say if there's like a mean message with a knife on it, wow. they now can take that knife and use it as evidence in court that you were threatening to yeah. stab someone. Dang. You have anger issues. So when I'm sending you guys the old... Middle finger one? No. Is there a middle finger one? There is oh, a middle, yeah. yeah, there's there a weird My son found it the other day. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, hey, we're not using that one. Oh, well, that's funny. When I'm sending that. you the eggplant, it's for <laughs> salad use only. Of course, a veggie. Yes. <laughs> Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. As we end the show today, I just want to remind you, go to Mr. Bobby Bones on Instagram or bobbybones.com. See pictures and videos. See the music we're listening to? It's all up there at bobbybones.com. Would you agree with that statement, Amy? Yes, 100%. Thank you very much. Have a great day, everybody. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.